Hey everybody, I'm giving this a try. I believe that there has to be different ways to reach different uh, folks um, about our message. Uh, one of those is writing, which I try to do a lot, another one's in social media. Um, I try to speak through Twitter and Facebook, but um, there's the spoken word too. Every now and then I'm on the radio and uh, different podcasts, but you know, I wanted to give a try to um, speaking to my own podcast. And um, if you are interested and you want to find out a little bit more about me, um, this might be an opp opportunity to do so. So I didn't really have a good plan for this um, episode. It is kind of a pilot in some ways, but um, I thought it might be cool to talk a little bit about uh, why I chose to tag um, A Better Path Forward. Um, you know, when I, back when I originally ran four, four years ago now, I ran on a platform that suggested we needed a better path forward for Frederick County. I still believe, believe that today. Since then, what we've seen is, um, increased urban sprawl. We've seen taxes get more and more expensive. We've seen affordability within our communities only, uh, become more difficult for families and for for citizens in Frederick County. Folks need a break. Folks need a, be need a better path. Unfortunately, with um, COVID, what we've seen also in county government is increased um, limitations in our ability to engage with voters. A lot of folks like to come, come to the event, speak at the event. We've seen a decrease in that. Um, you know, since I ran for office, I was had the opportunity to serve on the uh, Charter Co Review Commission. It was a great opportunity. Um, but one of the things that I was trying to push for there was to have a charter government that was more open, more allowed for better citizen access and better citizen input. Um, one of the things, now that I'm on the, the redistricting commission, one of the things that I really thought was that it would be better to have smaller districts. Um, you know, it allows small districts, more small districts, let's say seven, um, you know, allows for um, greater connectivity with your um, with your representatives. The split districts, like in Ballinger Creek, where I used to live, and um, in uh, Lake Lingador, um, that becomes a challenge because you don't know who you need to speak to. You can either, you, you know, as a community, not as an individual, as a community, you you you're divided between um, different districts and diff different council persons. And then there's also the at-large that might allow for more people for you, for you to speak to, but it also diffuses a community's impact as opposed to uh, Middletown or where I live now in Adamstown, where we have one councilman. Um, one of the problems too, is that the council, the county council is um, weakened compared to the executive. You know, we talk all the time about there being a supreme presidency um, and that being a challenge. But we're seeing that, that stuff, not just at the federal level, we're seeing it at the state and local level where legislatures, which should be the engine of our democracy, of our representative republic, we see those, de those lose power and frankly, give up power because government can move fast. Go executive government can move fast. Executive government has the bully pulpit. Unfortunately, our system is not made like that. Parliamentary systems, yeah, it's supposed to be a unified government. The parliamentary system, uh, um, 
um, in Britain, for example, they, the executive dictates to the parliament. In our system, we live in a system of checks and balances. Um, and party is not supposed to be as strong. It's supposed to be a um, organizing, mediating institution, yes, but it, you know, you know, uh, representatives are individuals. They are they they um, are representatives of a different community, of a specific community, and um, that's when constituent services come into play. That's when you can reach out to your representatives. That's when you know, honestly, frankly, representative doesn't have to be beholden to a party. Unfortunately, a lot of that's decayed of late, but I still think that. Um, we need to find a better path forward, and we can do that. I, the the institutions of the charter government are, are what they are at this point, um, and I don't think they'll change until the next, you know, eight years when there's another charter review commission. But there's still better pathways that we can follow. We can allow for greater transparency, greater engagement between the county council and the executive. Yes, they are, um, they are um, citizen councilmen they but they should have access to um, their own independent staff they should be allowed to have access and ask meaningful questions to the executive uh, we, we, we saw this before not necessarily within this term where i think the tenor of the council and the executive's relationship has been a little bit different um i think the civility is is better for sure i think the uh, distinctions are less clear, however. I mean, it is a Democratic council, we have a Democratic executive, that's that's for a reason. There's a little bit more split before, and that's when we saw contention. And I think that can, that might happen again. We might end up having a Republican council and a Democratic executive, God help us, or we might have the, verse, uh, the reverse, an executive who is a, um, uh, a Republican, and then a council that is either divided or a Democrat. And so, you know, I think there can be modalities and methods to to improve that. Um, it's all process stuff, boring process stuff. But, you know, I think there's a better path forward. I think as a county, um, we are at a moment of change. I think that, frankly, we've had a lot of growth. We've had a lot of dynamism in the county. I mean, Frederick County is the fastest growing county in Maryland, um, that means something. That means that we are having a lot of change. I mean, Lord knows I'm from Mount Airy, but a lot of folks, I know a lot of folks have moved up from either DC or Montgomery County or Howard County or Baltimore, and they've come to Frederick. And it's because we have a lot to offer. It's because we have these beautiful scenes. We have South Mountain. We have these beautiful, um, communities and downtowns in Brunswick and Jefferson and um, and Middletown and Mount Airy. And we, we have these wonderful people who want to um, who want, want to engage. We have events all over the place. Um, I was just at um, a super exciting exciting event over in Thermont their color the Cacocton Color Fest huge event we brought brought in people from pennsylvania from west virginia from all around maryland we have stuff like this every weekend and it's a great opportunity for communities to come together for communities to interact and thank god 
now that some of the restrictions and the limitations of um, the worst of the pandemic are, have passed us, you know, since um, now we can do that. And now we can interact and we can enjoy what makes humans human, right? Which is socialness, which is civilization. Uh, it's not online necessarily, but um, I think I, you know, you'll see me talk about this and you've seen me talk about it the past few years and you'll see me talk about it in the future that vibrant communities, strong communities need to be allowed to happen. Government, of course, has a role in society. I acknowledge that. I think most people do. But the foundational institutions that are that that really strengthen the community and make this a community that is worth living in and that can last for the future those are the family those are um those are the family those are church those are civil society there are community groups that exist there there are the relationships between individuals those are the things that stand up a society those are the things that stand up a community without those once those start to erode and that's what we've seen in in america and we've definitely seen it in baltimore and many of our urban areas um although that's changing as well what we've seen is that those institutions have eroded and with that has eroded trust in the other institutions that have less of an organic founding <laughs> I mean, where are you going to, uh, folks believe and trust in their family. That's where it all started, right? That's where it all began. Are they going to believe and trust in their government, which has failed repeatedly, that has negative incentives? No, no. And so that's why when it comes to issues of affordability and education, that's why we need to be front facing. That's why we need to make sure that the family is supported and the family matters and that and that uh, citizens have the ability to raise their kids and reach their kids and are not um, limited in so many stressors. We want to ensure that there are parks and that there are spaces for people to engage and people to enjoy each other and most important to enjoy their families. You know, when I talk about a better path forward, that's what I'm talking about. That's connected with ideas of revitalizing our town, downtowns to make these be real spaces where people can engage. That's connected with um, having better roads so that people aren't spending all their time on 270 and 15 and frankly, increasingly, some of our smaller roads. We need to make sure when we have development that these are connected to to, to roads and infrastructure that can catch the people that are coming. So that the people that live there and the people that are coming are not overburdened by um, by sprawl, by 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 inflamed roads, by sitting in traffic again and again and again. We need to make sure that um, when we are building utilities, when we're building these things, that um, you know the government is not creating this this these, these blockages that make it year after year more difficult to do these things. I believe in opportunity as well, and that's critical to building our community. That's critical to finding a better path forward for Frederick County. Um, and so that's going to involve bringing jobs, bringing businesses um, to Frederick. That, that involves ensuring that we have greater, um, that we continue to have safe, 
communities. Lord knows I love Sheriff Jenkins and what he's done for our community. He's kept us safe. He's kept us free. Um, and at moving forward, we need to ensure that in, in um, anywhere from Adamstown to the Golden Mile, that folks feel secure. We need to ensure that um, that that schools are secure. These this SRO program, the Student Resource Officers Program, this has been dogged across the nation. And maybe there are some communities where that is a problem. I haven't seen that here in Frederick, which leads to me another fact. We often see national agendas, national ideas, national concepts invade concepts invade and confuse what we got going on here. I'm a localist by nature. That's what makes me conservative. I believe that local problems require local solutions. And one of those local solutions is the SRO program. I think it's been fantastic in our schools. I wish we had more of it. I wish we were stronger because that is the essence of community policing that folks talk about. We got, we have police officers that are, that, that are, that are, you know, that are trained to engage at a community level that, you know, and, and even beyond that, even beyond the SRO program, we have police officers in Frederick that are from the community, that believe in the community, that are coaches, that are husbands and fathers in the community. And that's a wonderful thing. And that, you know, I think we need to move that forward and we could need to advance it. As far as lessening the burden on citizens, we need to make sure that we're not overtaxing our citizens. We're not Montgomery County, we, which that county is one of the richest counties in our nation. That's not here. That's not the tax base here. And so we cannot overtax our citizens. They, Lord knows they're already overtaxed. Lord knows they're already paying crazy amounts on gas, on, on groceries, on, on public utilities. They shouldn't be paying for a government that continues to not be able to provide the services that, that are needed. And then I believe in smart and living governance. I think that's key to a better path forward. Um, and that is as true back then when I first wrote this tagline as it is today. We need to be fiscally responsible. We need to limit government in important ways. Any new approach or policy requires limiting principles that make sure that citizens' rights are respected, that citizens have their freedom and their liberty. Government should be adaptable and, tar adaptable and targeted. And what I mean by that is that Local government has the ability to look at the data, to look at the communities and to adjust and to be, um, be swift and fast and efficient. You know, I often, you know, in the federal government, one calls it the ship of state, but bureaucracy has become so large in the federal government that it's almost like an armada. And to turn it, you have to turn thousands of little ships. Now in local government, there's some of that that still remains true, but we can be more flexible and we should be. We don't need big government solutions in small communities. We need targeted solutions. We need to fill the potholes. We need to build the roads. We need to um, provide the libraries and, and the parks and, 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 and provide space for businesses and civil society to grow. 
all of this is dutable. All, all of this can be based on data, based on information, based on the richness and input from our citizens. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about a better path forward for Frederick County. It's not, um, it's what we deserve. It's not just a tagline. It's not, a, you know, it's, it's, it's about conservative governance. And when I talk about conservative governance, I'm trying to be very specific. You see, American conservatism is, is different from European conservatism or cons European rightist policy. I'll get a little, I'll, for a moment, I'll get a little philosophical, but American conservatism is about conserving the values of our founding, conserving the ideas of limited government, conserving the ideas of freedom and liberty. These are foundational to our nation. The idea that e pluribus e unum, that we are many different people in many different communities. And that is one thing that makes us beautiful and rich and wonderful as a nation. That we are, are willing to allow citizens to live their own life is so foundational, so fundamental that we must embrace it and we must have institutions that embrace that and respect rights and that strengthen a citizen's ability to engage in his rights. And that must be foremost in our minds. That's what I say. Limiting principles in every law, every, every policy, because otherwise we have this sprawl that we keep on engaging with. American conservatism to me, you know, is, is, is about every man being able to sleep under his own tree and his own vine. It's about being able to build your, you know, your family, being able to pass on something to your children. American conservatism is about place and it's about legacy. And I've written a ton about how we are inheritors of a legacy, not our own, and that we must take this. We are caretakers and we must take this and pass it on to another. So that's foundational to conservatism. That's foundational to our founding to, to, to our, and to our future. And being able to be a conservative that believes in liberty, that believes in rights, and that believes that we must conserve a radical idea of our revolution and that we should carry that forward. Well, I'm all for that. So I believe that can be a better path forward to Frederick County. You know, and I think there are gonna be lots of conversations in the Republican party about what should be Republican, what should be, um, how can a new generation of um, conservatives carry on the torch, continue on our party and our movement? I believe we should look to our founders, look to Jefferson, look to Reagan, look to Lincoln. Believe that rights are fundamental to our past and our future, that that's our legacy, that that mutual respect of the God's children is what should be our guiding light. And any institution that breaks that basic compact, it must be changed and it must be adjusted. And in local governance, we can do this. We can do this. We can, we, in Frederick, we have such a beautiful, wonderful people and it's becoming 
more and more interesting and complex. And that's okay because we can evolve with it, not by lessening our principles, but by bringing our principles into the 21st, into the 21st century. And that doesn't mean that they changed. That doesn't mean that we have different principles. That means that we ensure that rights and liberty are built into everything government does. That that's the, that's the most important. So building our communities, keeping them safe, ensuring that growth happens, but is managed well and manageable ensuring that opportunity is providing so people can then build their families, can then <laughs> contribute to the community. You know, it's a bit of a cycle. And so that's why I wrote, you know, four years ago that we need to have a better path forward in Frederick County. And frankly, I think there's been nothing in the past four years to suggest to me that that has changed. We still need to do better and we still can do better. It's up to, it's up to the citizens. It's up to you and me. It's up to um, your neighbors. Because, like, look, we all disagree. Uh, my wife's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I've been a Republican since I was in middle school. It's up to us to find that better path forward and determine what that means. And it's not through accusations and barbs and calling people Marxist or calling people um, rhinos or calling people um, anti-vaxxers or Trumpists or socialists. It's not, that's not a better path forward. A better path forward is ingraining into our hearts principle and civility and virtue and fighting for it at every stage and being honest and being open and sometimes we may fall, sometimes we may fail, but it's that principle that we follow. It's that principle that will get us through. I say that for citizens, I say that for media, I say that for you and I, I say that for officials, I say that for government. That's how we get there. That's how we provide a better future for our kids. I have three young kids and that's how we get them into a future that is bright and brilliant and they can pass it on to another. I truly believe that we can do it. I hope you do too. Thank you. This has been the first of maybe more where I can talk a little bit more in depth about um, the various different posts um, that I have. I encourage you to check this out and I'll talk to you later.